0: Hi. Hello. Were you ready or were you drinking? I was drinking. I'm Julian. I'm Tom. And we are Believe, a Ted Lasso podcast. And this is the fourth time we're doing this introduction because (laughs) of audio issues. Every other intro was gold. So I apologize if this one comes off a little bit forced and if we're angry at each other. We are here for the season two recap. I know what you're thinking. There's not 13 episodes in this season. But we wanted to do what we did after season one and Mm -hmm. just go through some categories and then hit some trivia at the end. Yep. Trivia is always a fun time. And the goal of trivia (laughs) is that we will make a bet. And that bet will be a thousand dollar bet (laughs) where we both chip in five hundred dollars and the winner is gracious enough to split the winnings. Okay, so we're not really betting. We're just going to make sure that the $500 that you put in and the $500 that I put in go to different people. I'm going to test your $500 beforehand. That's probably smart. (laughs) I'm not very good with money. (laughs) Uh, At the top, we do want to say thank you to some people that, as we've done this season, have reached out to us Mm -hmm. and have enjoyed us talking. Uh, And we do appreciate when people write us or tweet at us and do those types of things. So uh, at the top, old 50 Cal Barrett. (laughs) thanks man good hearing from you john good hearing from you carrie good hearing from you and those others that i didn't write down thank you let us not forget melinda g but now we're gonna get into season two recap and Mm -hmm. this is appropriate because it's the last day of this year we won't tell you what year uh why is it appropriate because it's like we're summing up this year oh okay so this is like We'll get into our New Year's resolutions and all that type of stuff (laughs) as well. Yeah, that'll be part of trivia. (laughs) Hopefully your answers are right. All right, so the first thing we're going to do on season two, Mm -hmm. obviously we did not like season two as much as we liked season one, but there was still plenty to like and plenty to enjoy. Um, I think what we did right on this is we tried not to listen to the noise Mm -hmm. of the media trying (laughs) to tell us that this season wasn't any good. The the Trent Crimson of the world. Right. The people that are warring on Christmas Mm -hmm. telling us that season two was was bad. Because there was still a lot of it I enjoyed. So let's talk favorite episode, Tom. Talk me through your favorite episode of season two. I went back and forth. I had a couple that I very much enjoyed. um, But I think my favorite was probably episode three. Okay, which do, one was three? Do the rightest thing. So a little summary of episode three. That was where uh, Jamie attempt. he comes back to the team, and he's attempting to kind of win the locker room. Okay. Um, you've got Rebecca kind of attempting to win back Nora. So we met Nora, her goddaughter, um, who Nora's I think that character was fantastic. Sure. The actress did a great job. Yep. Uh, you've got Sam's attempt to win back his father's love after his father disowns him because of the Dubai Air shenanigans. Terrible. Um. We meet Ted's alter ego and Lead Tasso. Uh, oh, the Lead Tasso episode. Okay, it was right. fun. That Lead Tasso thing was one of the things I almost wish we didn't see in the trailer for the epi- or for the season. Right. We, in the last the season one recap, we watched the trailer and we saw this. It would have been kind of a fun out of left field moment. Well, it was a big push, yeah, in the preview for that to come out. But I also do think that character is more in line with like the original NBC commercials, exactly. right? Exactly. Hundred percent. Yeah. So I think that was Led Tasso was more or less the original version that where he was all angry and yelling and all right. that kind of stuff, not as fun loving as we know him from the show. We had a little bit of the player activism, which I thought was cool, even though it went literally nowhere. And what are you talking about? They're no <laughs> longer drilling in Nigeria, man. They I mean, did it. Touche, uh Sam uh he solved the crisis in Nigeria. Solved it, but they did not really touch it in the show. It's like the show wanted to touch on player activism, but didn't want to like go too far down that rabbit hole. Um, but is this the one where they take the black tape over the name? That's yes. this episode. Yeah, okay. At the very and Sam takes got the black it. tape over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of my favorite quotes from the episode: uh, "Doing the right thing is never the wrong thing." From Ted, which I thought was good. Okay, uh, we've got Beard <laughs> saying, "Very physical." anything else wait borderline violent <laughs> <laughs> can we go, go back to that first quote can you do the first Please, quote again do the right thing or doing the right thing is never the wrong thing okay uh, what defines right and wrong tom oh boy <laughs> <laughs> never mind all right give your, give we've your had, next let's quote. go ahead let's give it already. we've had a philosophical debate on what is right and wrong and whether it's universally right or wrong or whether or not society, society and how we we're raised dictates what's on. We're not right going to go into this conversation, but we solved it. <laughs> yeah, it took us about three hours. If, if you'd like to know the answer, write us. <laughs> yeah. Actually, send some money in. That's how most of these people do it. Venmo us. We'll let you know. Join our OnlyFans. Um, let's see. Uh, and then Phoebe's got a great quote where Uncle Roy, can, we have, can I have ice cream for dinner? No, that's dumb. You're right. Thank you for helping me set boundaries. <laughs> A little walk and talk uh, with uh, that's right. and and Nora. the doll store or whatever. Yeah. So again, it's just a fun loving episode. I think it was early on in the season before we got a little bit of kind of too much Nate kind of going and doing his villainy thing sure. Before the show. I got I think got too far into not too far, but went really heavy into the um, the drama behind Ted's panic attacks and everything else. So I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, no, that's a good episode. And that's the one where Jamie comes back. So yeah. love jamie like love jamie in this season first season villain second season eh, maybe it wasn't a villain but Mm. second season uh kind of a background but a lot of fun i struggled with this i was like went i went through the episodes and there were plenty of episodes where i was like happy with i don't know two thirds of it but then there was like a weird part i was (laughs) like oh yeah this happened in this episode yeah and i didn't like that for a long time I debated going with the, you know, the beard out on the town episode, running around. As your favorite? I, yeah, I mean, I know we love that one together. <laughs> no, I did not even consider that one. Although I didn't hate that one as much as most people did. My favorite episode was 4, was the Christmas one. Mm, okay. And maybe it's just because of I'm not going to tell you what time of year it is, but You realize you started this show by saying it's uh, New Year's Day or New Year's Eve. They might be using a different calendar. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what calendars people use these days. (laughs) Or episode four, just a nice episode. It starts off with the secret Santa where the whole team is there and Isaac's ah. on the throne. And he's like, may your secret Santa reveal itself. (laughs) That was great bottles of booze bottles of booze i love when people get bottles of booze Uh, i got a bottle of booze for christmas the my brother who gave it to me asked me to open it up so he could try it and that's how you want to give a gift you want to give it to someone and then ask them if you can use it uh the secret santa was great jamie not having a present for a secret santa and him coming in and the coaches and everyone like helping him out Mm -hmm. and rebecca's just Oh, Jamie, when he mm. said I didn't read the email because it said yep. Secret Santa. And they want to ruin like, the surprise. Yeah, she's you dumb, beautiful man. <laughs> then we see, oh, we get to see Higgins as like a leader. Like he hosts the team, yeah. he gives a speech, he's like bringing people together. Uh, once again, love Higgins. Anytime he gets to shine, we get to see some of his family. His kid gets that sweet surfboard <laughs> that he's going to ride those waves in in London. <laughs> no one has ever written us about that to confirm (laughs) if they're surfing in London. So I'm going to assume that was purely so they could have a long table down the hall. (laughs) Rebecca sees Ted is in need. He's like homesick Mm. from Henry and he's got no one to spend the time with. She like takes him out to distribute gifts. Once again, the like the point I got out of that is like, Hey, if you're feeling sorry for yourself, like, Uh, You you feel lonely, sometimes like volunteering and going and doing stuff Mm -hmm. for people that are, I don't know, the same fortunate, less fortunate. (laughs) I don't know what the term is, Mm. uh, but can really up your spirits a bit. Yeah. And then we have the Phoebe Odyssey, which (laughs) was just so great. I rewatched the scene where Keely and Roy smell her breath (laughs) and I was laughing so hard. When Roy gets mad at Keely for like not being able to act like her breath doesn't smell, <laughs> and
1: he's
0: like, "I I think you might be dying." When deadline, I think you might be dying. But this also brings us the quote of he's asking Phoebe why she's sad, and he's like, "What did one of the Paw Patrol dogs die?" <laughs> I can't do it in his accent. My kid's but... really big in a Paw Patrol right now. That would absolutely devastate him. Yeah, it, it would. Roy wants to kill Bernard because Bernard's the kid that gave her the... <laughs> Where does he live? Where does Bernard... <laughs> You're not going to beat up a kid. Why not? <laughs> so good. Anyways, then they go about going house to house mm-hmm. and Ted delivers the presents. Higgins does dinner. That's That was my favorite episode. I know it was a throwaway episode, but it it felt like to me an old, like... Not old, there's only been one season of the show, but it felt to me like a genuine Lasso episode. It was heartfelt, you know, it dealt with some emotional stuff. We got to see all the characters we love interact Mm -hmm. with one another, which I think was one of my like pet peeves about this season, is Mm -hmm. certain characters, you like them together, and other stuff like... I don't need an expanded Lasso universe, you know? (laughs) I don't need like more characters and more storylines. I just want the core group to be doing stuff together. Yeah. And I think that was why this one was probably really good because it was a bottle episode. It didn't have to drive the story forward. It just focused on like, we want to do a Christmas episode and they did it very much in Ted Lasso form with what the show does with balancing the comma or comedy and drama. So I a hundred percent, I love this episode too. I actually watched this one, I think on Christmas Eve again, um, just, I feel like this almost might be a new like Christmas tradition of watching the last episode. Got it. Is there something else you typically watch on Christmas Eve? I used to watch Christmas Vacation, but nowadays I don't really have anything specific. Do you? Did you introduce your uh, kid to any new Christmas things We this watched year? Arthur Christmas, which was weird. We watched... I don't know Arthur Christmas. It was, it was supposed to be like one of the better Christmas movies. I thought it was just weird. A little bit of Polar Express, but okay. I don't think he was very big into that. Polar Express was weird because it has like that weird animation where it's like trying to be really realistic, sure. but it's kind of dated now and it looks really goofy. Yeah. Um, and we watched one other one. I'm not sure, but. We do Christmas Eve, we do Christmas vacation. Okay. This is something we've uh I have gained from my wife's family. It's great. Every year I look forward to it now. <laughs> the movie has gotten funnier over time and I'm sure there's nothing about it that's cancelable cancelable. <laughs> and then we showed our kids for the first time Home Alone uh. and they laughed at the abuse the robbers go through (laughs) it makes me a little bit worried about what my kids find funny um because it was the more violent stuff that they laughed the hardest yeah they lived right even though they probably wouldn't in real life yeah (laughs) with the paint cans hitting them in the face (laughs) anyways yeah but i do like that idea of, and i actually think i thought of watching this for christmas but that's a good idea. So you watched this and you watched the clay animation last time. Well, it was funny too. So when I watched this, it, it reminded me of the claymation thing that they came out with because the opening credits of the Christmas episode has a claymation. It's all the claymation characters running through like the f- uh, stands, just okay. like the normal one. Right. So they obviously filmed that for that episode right. and then knew they were going to release something around the holidays. Like, you know, what a five minute little blurb, which right. was a lot of fun too. If you haven't right. checked it out, go, we got it. We tweeted it a, I think a handful of times, but it's, uh, It's a fun little claymation five-minute video that Apple TV released for Ted Lasso. They're trying to find his mustache. Yes. (laughs) The search for the mustache. I think that maybe I will start watching this episode for Christmas. I will watch all the Office Christmas episodes. Yeah, Benihana Christmas. Yankee Swap, all those. (laughs) And then the other one I will do is the community uh, clay animation Christmas one. That was a fun one. I forgot about that one. That one was weird. It got super meta. Um, all right. Favorite quote of the season. Mm, okay. I've got two. And they both they both share a similar theme in mentorship. Tom, I also have two. Oh, okay. But that's not how favorites work. <laughs> okay, You must choose one. That's a fair point. All right. If I must choose one, I've got to go with my boy. You're going to say both of them. I'm going to. But okay. gonna say. I'm going to choose one. Go ahead. As my favorite. And I've got a runner up. Um, a good mentor hopes you move on a great mentor knows you will. Okay. I really, really like that quote. It's something that once he said that, I'm like, oh, it's a good, good quote. But then I kind of started thinking about it more and more about some of the people like I've been able to mentor through my work and people have mentored me. Um, I thought it was a very salient and, and great point, And I'm glad it was Higgins, the one that was delivering it. Right. And it's difficult because if you mentor someone and they get good at something, they're more valuable to you if you <laughs> keep them in that spot yeah. and then just grind all the use out of them. <laughs> For them to like move on and get promoted, uh-huh. it's uh it can be rough. But mm-hmm. no, he's he's right. It's a good quote. So what's your favorite? I'll give my runner up after. To the family you were born with, and to the family you make <laughs> along the way. Yeah, all my stuff came from the <laughs> Christmas episode. Yeah. Once again, it's Christmas time. Uh, Santa's true power is not his speed, but his endurance. Well, okay, what you... <laughs> that's also a good one. Uh, your first quote was Higgins, right? So your favorite was a Higgins quote yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, that was his. Higgins like... is dishing out wisdom. Yeah, yeah. he is. And then the second one. What was your second one again? Second one is uh, from Sam when he's talking to Higgins' kid. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Sam's true power is not his speed, but his endurance. When he explains, <laughs> it's not over one day; it's over twenty-four time zones. I remember we mentioned that. I'm like, I wonder if that's going to come up later in the the uh, season. Will they do something where they're going to be have endurance enough? Sure, speed, but it nope. did not. <laughs> no, <Nope. Nope. laughs> like most things in this show, it does not. It does not come back what was your second one uh my second one also dealing with mentorship was from dr sharon when she said well i can't be your mentor without occasionally being your tormentor Mm. which again that was a very salient good solid quote okay although saying it again makes me think that without being your dementor a la harry potter sure i want to go there but it was tormentor another good christmas movie Mm -hmm. Any of the Harry Potters. So who knows this this show this season taught me a lot about mentorship that I didn't know beforehand. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Favorite Ted pun? I've got this one. I, got, okay, because, you start us. Uh, and I don't know if pun is right or if joke is we'll right. Say Ted line quote. Sure, that's ism, what we're going to go with. It's our game, so we can do whatever, <laughs> we, can do whatever we want. We can All call right. whatever we want. We can do whatever we want. All right. Favorite beard quote, but it's got to be from Ted. Go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh this is a exchange between uh Ted and Beard. He's like uh he's like a wigwam in a teepee right now. What's that? He's too tense. Boom! <laughs> I love that. That was like right after they had like an argument or something. Yeah, or they're like... discussing Dr. Sharon has come in and they're discussing Isaac and what's wrong with Isaac okay. and that's when he said He's like a wigwam and a teepee, right? But I now. think Beard was like almost like done with Ted, but he was like they're, they're still friends. They'll stu- oh, still still yeah, do yeah, those yeah. little you know one-on-one. One and minus. that's yeah, that's what I will always love about this show—the Ted and Beard mm-hmm. back and forth dynamics. Yeah, it makes the show. Um, I've got two surprise, surprise. Yeah, this is not how this works, Tom. Okay, I'm gonna go with this one. You're telling me I can shatter every bone in my body. Someone could just drop me off in front of an, any old hospital, dumped into a garbage can or something, and y'all patch me up and I don't have to pay you jack squat. Great. That's when he's talking to Dr. Doctor. Yes, Dr. Doctor at the uh, hospital when Sharon was uh, admitted there. Uh, but great quote, great job at American healthcare. Yeah. Gotta love it. I enjoyed it. <laughs> and then the other quick one was also Ted talking a Beard. Boy, I love uh, meeting people's moms. It's like reading an instruction manual as to why they're nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Those, yep. All right, I appreciate. I appreciate both those. Those are good ones. Favorite growth moment? I guess not growth, but character growth. Let's let's define character character growth. growth. Sure. Okay. Sure. Um, I would I would venture that we're in line with this one, but I'll go. Character growth for me was Jamie Tart. You agree? Is that what you had or no? No, that's not not what I had. Okay. No, mine was Nate into a Bond villain. (laughs) your favorite character growth yeah i love it okay Um, i loved how gray his hair got i loved (laughs) how evil he got no my favorite was the growth between ted and dr sharon just how that relationship started where it got to Mm -hmm. like what we saw out of ted i didn't love every panic attack um (laughs) but most people don't love panic attacks yeah people that are in them probably don't like them but it's true. <laughs> but talk to me about Jamie's growth. Yeah, so Jamie. I mean, we start this season with him on Lust Conquers All. Oh, that's right. That's how we see him. Roy is watching him on TV at the end of the first episode, that's and we right. see like he's not necessarily hit rock bottom, but he's doing his own thing. Um, but it's him dealing with like the struggles of losing losing his livelihood because right. that ended up uh, getting him canned from Man U. Right. Uh, or suing a Man U Man City. Um, it really kind of shows his hubris when he like, kind of requested to come back to Richmond and he, he met with Ted and then did his best to kind of win back the locker room wanting to be coached by Roy um, as opposed to like them just constantly butting heads. He like opened up and said like, Hey, I, I need you to coach me as right. well. Like again, really cool. And then obviously him dealing with his relationship with his father um, that was kind of touched on in season one. And then kind of came to a head here in season two, but I think uh, where we started in less conquers all, and where we finish with him, you know, sincerely apologizing uh, with Roy, or getting the sincere sincere apology from Roy after that locker room scene where he confronted his father, um, I thought was a, a pretty, pretty epic uh, character growth. Yeah, your answer's better than mine. <laughs> mine, I think, mine's the obvious one: Nate becoming the Bond villain. But yours <laughs> is much better, and I did not think about Jamie like where we did start with him, and maybe it's because we watched these, you know weekly mm-hmm. that I've forgotten how we kind of start with Jamie and then where he gets to yeah. and um and I should have thought of that because the next one the Well before you jump to the next one, so one other thing when I was looking up kind of like uh, I was looking at interviews and stuff with Phil Dunster. And one thing he said he's like from playing uh Jamie in season one, like he's like it's it's fun to a point, but when you're just the villain for being the villain's sake and like don't really have a whole lot of dimension. Sure. He said he had a lot more fun in this season um, and he said his line was like, "I was a selfish, selfish, arrogant young man in recovery," which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah, no, that's um, good. And being able to kind of dive into his character a little bit more, even though we maybe didn't necessarily see him on screen a lot, like the Christmas episode, he wasn't even on there, or outside that one little bit in the locker room, right? Um, he wasn't really on there. And I, I do like; I think he's a great character to kind of be peppered in. Um, we'll see if they explore him some more next season. I'm sure they will. No, that's good. And I was going to transition into. Our favorite heartwarming moment, mm-hmm. and I should have thought of Jamie's growth because one of my favorite, and I seem to have written three favorite heartwarming moments. <laughs> All right, so I've only got then, one. Maybe this is how this works. <laughs> uh, was when Roy hugs Jamie yeah. after Jamie punches his dad. You mm-hmm. can see like the conflict that's going on with him. Uh, and Roy steps up and just gives him that comforting hug, yeah, which he needs. That was one of my moments. I'll go again since I have three. well I'll just I'll just stop right there because that was mine. Oh, I stole yours. You, you I'm still my thunder. Uh, but no, I 100 percent agree. Like Roy in that moment understands the pain and the struggle that Jamie is going through and while everybody else is just kind of sitting there in shock and don't know what to do, boom he comes over and hugs him even though they're they you know weren't chums at right. that point, they're still going through a lot. He understands like that's it was a big deal, like basically being forced to, to knock out your dad. So, uh, really good scene. Definitely got me very emotional watching that one. Right. The other one was Ted talking about his dad helping him with his book report. Yeah. I mean that whole. I mean that was just emotional because where we get there is then him talking about his dad's suicide, mm-hmm. but him talking about how good his dad was, and uh, and then the other one I had. Which, I'm, re- you know, I'm with you. I'm going to narrow this down to the hugging. But the other one I had is when Roy says that being a diamond dog is cool. <laughs> yeah both both Ted and Beard are like yeah
1: we got him!
0: <laughs> oh, and then they've got to like play it off like mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah, they've got to play it off like they weren't super hoping that Roy would love to be a Diamond Dog. Do you think Roy will like open up and be like more involved yes. in the Diamond Dog next yes, season? I think that's where yeah, I think he will be a Diamond Dog. He will officially be a Diamond yeah, Dog. Because, I guess you got to yeah, cuz right now it's just a Diamond or it's a Triangle Dog. Oh, cuz they lost they they lost, Nate. lost Nate. Yeah. Yeah. The main circumference of the diamond. I believe that's <laughs> part of, the, of it. I, I believe that's part of the diamond. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't learn my shapes. <laughs> best scene, Tom. What'd you have is your best scene? A lot of good scenes. A lot of great scenes. Great scenes. The greatest. But the best scene is by far the bye-bye-bye choreography dance. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. It, it just... It tugged at my heartstrings as like a, a, oh, a lover we went, of boy bands. in we different directions. All right, <laughs> go on. Back in the day. Uh, but it was just fun. It kind of came out of nowhere. It starts with them not showing what the guys are doing and just perspective of the coaches. And like, God, they're just not in sync right now. Like, well, we got to get these guys together. And then they do the final little thing at the end. And they're posing. Jamie was fantastic in it. Could have been a boy bender. Might have been a boy bender at one point. That's we don't know. Um, but it was just a heck of a lot of fun and, and tug at my heartstrings. Okay. What All do you right. got? best scene julian so uh, i'm gonna use the term scene loosely mine is like a mine is essentially a sequence okay best sequence go best sequence is when roy is watching the team as a pundit and he's realizing like as a pundit what he says doesn't matter Mm. he's not on the field with the guys yeah he stands up, takes his mic pack off (laughs) he looks and he goes jeff i have to go I know, <laughs> I know. And then he leaves and we get into the rom com sequence, yeah. the chase to the field. Uh we find out it's nice to have money and watches because that's how he gets himself all the way to the stadium. Yep. And then when he gets to Ted and he goes, You had me a coach. <laughs> yes. And and Beard, I don't know if you remember Beard guests. <gasps> yeah, like, oh, so, so good. That so, was great. It was a culmination of that whole episode. That was all rom com just yep. doing all these bits from everything and Like the music that came in was, it was fantastic. Him walking through the tunnel and, and and then him like walking out. Brett Goldstein does a great job acting all the way through. Did you have a runner up for your, were there other scenes you considered? Because I had one I considered, which was the scene where Roy tells Ted that he messed Jamie up and the three of them. And he's like, you made him average. You forced him to pass. You need him to, you need him to be a prick. You need him to, you know, take shots. And the way Ted acts through the whole thing, he's first surprised, and then we get to like the signal part where Roy's yeah. like, "I'm going to tell you," and Ted is like, he's like acting like he's in on it. He's yeah. like, "Oh yeah, yeah," <laughs> and and how are we going to know? And like he's playing like both sides, like he's in. Um, so that was that was when Jamie and Roy were like confronting each other, and Ted was like the the middleman or whatever, leading the conversation. Yes. Okay. And he's like, because that's where Ted says like. Ja- right. Yeah. yeah. Jamie's being the grown up in this situation. Right, Jamie's being the grown <laughs> up. And then Roy comes back with, Well, that's fine. You messed him up. <laughs> so I enjoyed all that. And I think that leads to him scoring from midfield. Because that's the signal. Yeah. Because he gets the penalty. He gets the signal mm-hmm. to act like a prick. Uh, he gets the penalty, and then he kicks the ball from midfield. Yeah, it makes sense. And I got to be honest, that's a great like sports movie moment. when cool. he kicks that ball. It's a forty-five yard shot, which yeah, again, go if you haven't seen it already, go on YouTube. You can find Phil Dunster actually as the actor making that shot from forty-five yards out. Very, very impressive. It reminds me of myself. Oh, does it in Rocket League? <laughs> okay. Should we give out our Rocket League or no. our so people can play Rocket League with us? No, we, we just discovered not. Rocket League during the holidays. It's been fantastic. Oh man, that game's great! <laughs> I've been scoring so many goals and losing a lot of games. Uh, if you could make one major change, Tom, have you come up with one, or would you like me to talk through this while you give it some consideration? No, uh, mine's short and sweet. Okay, ask me the question again, Tom. If you could make one major change to season two of the TV show Ted Lasso. What would you do? Nate. All of it. All of it, huh? All of it. So would you just keep him in his, like, role, but have him, like, grow as a coach? Would you just I, have no turn? Would you, Tom, kill him off? <laughs> I mean, we we do agree that a spinoff Higgins detective thing would be pretty awesome. It would be. The first murder he's got to solve no, is Nate. do okay. I, don't, I have no problem, and I like where Nate ended. Like, I, I like the idea of that. You know, him learning as a coach, getting his opportunity from Ted, and then taking an opportunity to coach his own team and then now being a foil and and them having some like dynamic back and forth. I think that's fine. But I think we can agree the way we got there with Nate just being a jerk the whole season, seemingly for no other reason outside of he thinks he's better than everybody because he got into the social media and like started believing all the hype that everybody was saying. Um, I thought the social media aspect was interesting that they dove into it. But they didn't dive into it the way I think was realistic because social media is not about everybody just loving you and then you you can't really go on there and just take all this fun loving stuff without understanding there's a lot of hatred on the internet that he would have likely seen at the same time. Sure. So No, I'm familiar with social media. Okay. I Are tweet, you? I tweet hated people all the time. <laughs> uh allow me to show you my Word document, <laughs> julianthoughts.slash dot slash whatever it is. Yeah, but I again I I love Nate. I was team Nate first season. I mean, I just, I can't stay on board. I've, I've officially jumped ship. I'm now on team Higgins. Um, as, as our friend put it, the right side of history. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say this, I agree. With you. I think you could have gotten to where Nate got to and I, and just take out all that. It's almost like, Hey, we need a villain or we need like conflict. I don't think you did, but do you you, you don't. Yeah. I'm You know, I've only written a couple of episodes of TV, <laughs> you know, mainly Golden Girls episodes. But I I think it would have been interesting to, like, have Nate grow, like, see his progression, and then the conflict of someone offers him, like, the chance to coach his own club. And him trying to figure out, like, should I do this? Ted gave me this opportunity. But you mentioned in the very last episode, which I think was was a very good point about, like, what it it was Rebecca and Keely and their confrontation of like, Hey, if you just open up and talk to somebody about you leaving or taking on the next opportunity, like that is the right thing to do. Right. She does it the right way. Yes. As opposed to Nate and Ted, Nate's like bottling this stuff up seemingly for the entire season. And then just kind of explodes on Ted. Um, Yeah. I thought, I don't understand. Like if he would have gone to Ted and been like, Hey, I've got this great opportunity. I've been approached. Ted would have been like, that's awesome. Hate to lose you. Yeah. Like, but I'd love to see you. It's like when Jamie left and Ted's like, I'll always be a fan of that young man. Mm -hmm. Like I, you know, the, he says the joy of coaching is getting to see young men become better people. But that's season one, Ted, (laughs) season two, Ted, who knows? Maybe (laughs) season two, Ted just yells at Nate. I don't know. I feel like it's gotta be a long game, right? Like they've got an idea of what they want to do with season three to make him a villain. And maybe the season three arc is going to be cool. So everything they did, because, if if Nate left on like good terms and like Ted was happy about it, it might be difficult for what they're trying. The story they're trying to tell in season three. Maybe they need them to be mad at each other, even though I to your point, I don't think Ted is going to be that mad at him. He'll be happy that he took the opportunity. Well, yes, but well, I guess Nate ripped the believe poster before he left. So that's a pretty big uh... not even tapes going to solve that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, again, it was a very cleanly ripped right in the center. So, you think scotch tape will just I think, fix that? Hey, hey, hey. We're not getting paid by scotch. Adhesive tape is not going to fix that stuff. Edit that out. We're like <laughs> band aids over here adhesive strips. All right. But uh, yeah, okay. So, what? what's your big change? My major change is pretty simple. Okay. Miss Bowen and Roy should have been married <laughs> in episode one. They should have been married in episode one. They should be uh, on their way to having a child by the end of the season. Wow. Uh, the child would be angry but have a beautiful irish accent now would the kid have an eye i mean they're living in england and london so or, or richmond wherever i like to believe that mrs bowen's accent transcends <laughs> okay. the land and all those things yes i just want them together i do love accents on little kids adorable it's like what they say like oh i peed my pants but if they say oh i went wee wee me britches it's just so much it's so much cuter It just sounds like a mess to me either way, but that's fine. I'm not a very good parent.
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE. <laughs> uh,
0: best running gag, Tom. I'm uh, going to name go. several. Okay. A rapid fire. Well, if you've got several, I've got one. So I don't want you to steal mine again. You can break in in the middle. Okay, go ahead. Higgins makeshift offices. Okay, yeah. Like, that was just yep. fantastic. The whole season, Dr. Sherry comes in. Uh, so he graciously moves out of the office so Dr. Sherry can take it. And he's constantly moving his plant. Early in the first couple uh, running gags, he was knocking over his cup of pens, yep. which was great. Uh, so we found him in an end table in Rebecca's office. He was in the gym at one point. He was in the supply closet, which I think he ended up kind of making his home for the long haul. Was the supply closet. Yep. Because he seemed to make that home. Like, yeah. The plants and that's the way where, he was doing his design. That's where Jamie found uh, him. That was That was great. My running gag of the season. Okay. Uh, my running gag was people spitting on mirrors. <laughs> I love when people spit on mirrors. Every time it happened, I laughed. <laughs> Roy popping his knee back into place. <laughs> that's great. That one was great. Um, the tickets being left under country music stars for Roy. Some of these only happen twice. like They're mentioned once in one episode and then they happen again. I'm going to do an impromptu trivia question. When Roy eventually accepts his his tickets in that rom-com episode, who does he say uh, the tickets are for? Uh, Okay, my gut is Reba McIntyre, but I think it's one of the sisters and I cannot remember the sisters' names right now. So I'm going to go with
1: uh, Reid
0: McIntyre. It was Reid McIntyre. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't <laughs> talk myself out <laughs> of it. Oh, I did not go with your gut. Thank you. Uh, the well, last one was uh, uh, other running gag I had was kind of aligned with yours, but Higgins talking through the window like he's always outside uh, of the yeah, office, yeah, yeah. and then they like try to pull him through at one point. I enjoyed that quite a bit. I think we also need to mention the running gag of Higgins gagging. That's always just a fun. I think oh, we mentioned that oh, in season oh. one. Yeah. It's just it's a literally a running gag, gag. That's good. I like that. I like that a lot. Make that into a T-shirt. Uh, who would you like to spend more time with? Mine's simple. Go, Trent Crim. Yep. I wish we would have more Trent Crim. I'm with you. I feel like where they ended this season with him like losing his keys and all that stuff, I feel like we're gonna get more Trent Crim next, next season. I hope. I hope that's all I want. I yep. I just want more Trent Crim, mm-hmm. and I want more of Ted and Beard, like. being that dynamic is what like one of the things i loved about the show from season Mm -hmm. one i just felt like there was a lot going on and we didn't get as much of that um i'm in the fun back and forth the inside jokes that's what you you want to be like on in the know of ted and beard yeah so and we didn't get as much of that this season like like we got a lot of like the whole like British isms and stuff in the first season. And, right. Like him saying the boot, the boot, and, like those were kind of fun. Right. Um, I get that. You probably can't do those jokes for, for too long and they cut, they might get a little stale, but yeah, just more than walk and talks. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, but Trent Grimm, I think again, having him next season will be uh, hopefully around next season will be fun. I would like to see Trent Grimm. Again, I know he's not a reporter. I don't know what he's going to do next, but I'd like to see him grill Nate as a coach. Mm. I'd like to see him in the press room and see how Nate handles uh, the full force of Krim that's good the creme reaper if you will oh <laughs> i'll give you one more actually you're not gonna top that i was so gonna say that was good that was good all right i'm gonna bring up a little surprise category for you uh-oh you are not prepared. cue the music cue the, the... No, it's a much the slower music. mournful because oh. this one's gonna bring you down a Yikes. little bit okay my bad tom we're gonna go through what your favorite cold open for each episode was. So I am going to go through the cold opens of these episodes. Okay. And then you're going to tell me which one is you're your doing all favorite. All 12. all twelve. So cold open, this is for those of you who are not familiar and just to make sure I'm familiar, it is before credits roll. It's yeah, just whatever it's happens. Before... Opening scene okay. that kind of gets you, it gets you in most of the time. It like, doesn't have a lot to do with yeah, the rest of the episode. Mm-hmm. It can be kind of a, a small thing. Um, just a small scene that, that gets you Get y'all juiced up, I'm ready right. to go. All right. All right, here you go. Stick needle in me. Let's go. Okay. The first one. Earl being killed by the soccer ball. <laughs> Let me clarify Earl the dog being killed by a soccer ball, kicked by Danny Rojas. All right, I was drinking one right there, almost spit take. That was the one. <laughs> okay. Not okay, i would have put that one low. Okay right now that's number hey, 12. No, 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 no. no. Tell okay. us at the okay. end. Because okay. some of these get a little dicey, all okay. right? <laughs> the lust conquers all. Jamie's lust conquers all. Okay. He gets kicked out. Yep. Episode three. Ted meets Nora. They talk about horses mm. going to the bathroom. <laughs> yep. Uh, and he sees Sassy Smurf again, and there's that back and forth. The fourth episode. Secret Santa, Jamie forgetting the gift. So mm-hmm. the team's in there. We talked about it. Isaac's on the throne. Yep. Jamie forgets the gift. They all talk about their Christmas plans. Next one. This one, because I, I want you to think real hard about this one. Okay. Nate walking into a restaurant and not getting the window table <laughs> and talking with the hostess. Okay. I knew that was I knew that I knew that would be high up there for you. <laughs> uh, opening up with Danny Rojas uh, scoring a goal. The teams in like turnaround. Mm-hmm. They're all wearing banter jerseys. Uh, and then Hunky Luca and Rebecca's uh, mom interact in the kitchen. Got some hunky Luca, hunky. Bum. Luca. Punky Luca bum. Oh, man. That sounds right, like an so ice far. cream flavor. All right. The Groundhog's Day music. I've got you, babe, playing mm, okay. while Roy and Keeley have their time together. And that's not a euphemism. That is them waking up and like going to work yeah. and us discovering that Keeley hates Roy and doesn't want to spend any time with him. Seeing their daily routine. Next one. Okay. Dr. Sharon dying. And then miraculously being perfectly fine about And it. being fine. Not perfectly fine. She had a concussion. Right, she had a concussion. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> beard starting his adventures by playing the end of the last episode and him getting on the train. So this is the one where he's like, "I've got to work this off." Okay. And this has yep. him go. That was beard. That one episode. doesn't even have necessarily. I mean, it's it's a cold opening continued because they do the credits while he's on the, the train, the, the the metro, or I don't know the tube. Right. The tube is it the tube? what's it called in uh... the underground underground there we go sam and rebecca in bed mom shows up <laughs> your father's dead <laughs> sorry for laughing no it's okay <laughs> okay <laughs> and part of the reason i did this is i was like how many sad openings are yeah. there in this season and so that's why i almost like sharon dr sharon getting hit by the car yeah not real funny no even though you laughed yeah the dog getting hit by the soccer ball yeah not real funny Nope. laughed yep your father's dead. Not real funny. Nope. Laugh. Because that one's the one. Your father's dead, and I think it like cuts to credits. Yeah! Like, yeah. <laughs> Too much <laughs> song plays. Sam gets his uh, hat trick. His first hat trick. Oh, that's right. That was, yeah. Okay. And everyone's like super excited, happy. happy. Gets the ball from the refs from the highlighters, <laughs> and then the last one is the news talking about Ted's uh, panic attack and people asking him if he's okay. Mm-hmm. And the old guy telling him that if his dad had had a panic attack in Normandy, then we'd all be speaking German. <laughs> which I've thought about that interaction a lot. Yeah. And I'm like, you could use that for a lot of things. Like, kid, if my granddad didn't eat his broccoli, uh, we'd all be speaking German. So you need to eat your broccoli. Or... Have you used this on your kids? Yeah, but only most days and for like really minor stuff. But, but you're German. Shouldn't your kids like know German? Uh, I mean German ancestry Tom. <laughs> we didn't get off the boat like yesterday. I've decided that you can use that for a lot of things. Okay. Nice. I will use it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no context. I'm going to use it tonight. Okay. This brings us to oh you've got to choose Tom. Uh, yeah I mean there are a lot of good ones in there. I'm not going to go with one of the sad depressing ones. You're not going to go with someone almost dying or dying. No, I, I would say the the Christmas one is a, a blast. Like the locker room, seeing all those guys just have a blast and seeing Isaac up on his throne up there was, was a lot of fun.
1: Nice. And I
0: think we got to, I think you mentioned it, like when they all wrapped in the gift, or whatever, which was a bottle of booze that Jamie could then gift to his secret Santa. Um, you get to see everybody there together working as a team right. or whatever, to wrap that present. That was a pretty cool moment too. Right. Okay. Well if I had to choose it, the dog would be getting hit by the soccer <laughs> I, ball. I figured. Um See, that's a season opener, man, wasn't season it? Season opener. That's how you knew this was gonna be a light hearted show. They Golly. really they really shocked you. <laughs> this leads us to the most important thing we do all year. Yep. Trivia. Yep. Season two, Ted Lasso Trivia. For those of you keeping score at home, uh you can play along. Please tweet us your scores. Yes. Honor system. No um no like other dialogue just a number we yep. just want to know yeah, how just many three you got number. and we're each going to do i've got 10 you've I've got, got 12 i've got i've got 12 plus some bonus questions in there okay so your score is out of 25 <laughs> okay so okay you add up all of the questions yeah okay. all the questions how do you want to do this between me and you last year i think i did or last season i did all of mine and then you did all of yours you want to go one for one Let's go one-for-one. One. Okay, we'll try one-for-one one and see how it works. We'll give you guys a little bit of a pause so that you can answer in your cars on your long commute. Yes, yeah, so you can pause. Because that's the only reason people listen to us. You can pause. Long commutes. And then you can toss out your answer. And there you go. A little All pause, right. little pause and toss. little pause and toss. Once again, sounds like an ice cream flavor. <laughs> um, Tom, I'll let you go first since you have more All questions. Right. Mine are sequential within the season. So we're going to start with Dr. Sharon, okay. just a little softball here for you. Okay, what is Dr. Sharon's last name? Who? <laughs> <A> little softball. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna toss up a softball. Uh, her last name is uh, Feinstein. Ooh, close. Fieldstone. Fieldstone. Dr. Sharon Fieldstone. All one. Right. So I'm gonna take that as I got that one right. <laughs> uh, started with an F. So okay. half a so point. So close. Tom, what road is the Richmond Stadium on? This is your softball to me, which I appreciate. I'll give our audience a second because it is clearly Nelson Road. I hate you. Nelson Road. I love you, but I hate you. All right. You got one. I got zero. All right. We got another character naming question. I'll be honest. (laughs) I'll be honest. When I came up with this one, I'm like, never going to get it. But it's fun. What does Rebecca, or who does Rebecca take on her double date with Roy and Keely? What is the character's name? Um, I will accept first, but I would appreciate first and last. Okay, his name is something super normal. So I'm going to say his name is Sean. No. John. You were close. It rhymed. But his last name, his la- last name is why I think you might have gotten it, because it was unique. Wings Wings Knight. John, John Wings, Wings Night. Night. Oh yeah, cuz Tuesday's Wings Night. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that joke. All right, so I have 0. <laughs> okay. Once again, Tom uh did not make these easy on us, which is fine cuz I'm going to fire at him with my season or two question. Who must Jamie keep his promise to when he leaves Lust Conquers All? Keep they're his like promise to. They're like, "Oh, are you going to keep your promise to so and so now that you're leaving the show?" Was it one of the the girls he was going to try to
1: yes. go in the jacuzzi yes.
0: with? No, well, it wasn't jacuzzi. I don't know what the proper term is, but um, let's say Mary. No, Amy. Uh. Sorry, I didn't pause, audience. No, it was Amy. Yeah, people had time to think about it. All right, your turn. <sighs> Jamie's agent suggests he participate in a new reality TV show where he takes ecstasy for how long? Uh, he takes ecstasy. Every night of the week for four weeks. So close. Three weeks. Ah, (laughs) Three weeks. Uh, This game is hard. (laughs) Listen, easy trivia questions are not fun. Harder trivia questions are fun. All right. My question is almost a follow-up question to question two. So my third question to you is, what was Jamie's Lust Conquers All strategy? (laughs) What was um, Jamie Tartt's lust conquers all strategy? I mean, and you have to do it in a British voice. Okay, uh, To shag all the ladies? No, that is not correct. No, it is to win the hearts of all the lassies. Very close. <laughs> he became Scottish. Very close. This is his strategy. I'll give the audience a moment because this is something that should probably be put on a poster. Okay. His plan is to Find the fittest girl there. (laughs)
1: That's right.
0: Make love to her in the toilet, which is a bathroom. Ask her to marry him. Strategy. (laughs) That was his line? Strategy? Strategy. I do remember he said, like, I wasn't the loser. I was like, or I wasn't a loser. I was the The loser. loser. He was super excited about that. All right. So far, you have one answer, right? And I have zero. (sighs) We're not doing great. But hey, I appreciate us doing some deep cut trivia. Yeah. What does Ted say is his favorite book when talking to Dr. Sharon? They exchange favorite books. What does Ted say is his? Oh, no. I should know this. His favorite book. Mm -hmm. I I will also accept. I was going to have it be a bonus question, but I will also accept what Sharon said is her favorite book. Um, Either or. I'm going to go with Atlas Shrugged. It was The Fountainhead. Which is the iron C- Rand. It's another iron Rand. Ah. I don't know how much of a ranhead you are. Um, Sharon's, you have any idea there? Uh, I don't. Prince of Tides. Prince of Tides. We looked all this up, Tom. <laughs> I should know these. I know. I pulled them off of our outlines, Julian. Oh. <laughs> I knew you had you had the option to get these questions correct. This is this is devastating. Okay. All right. I'm gonna lob you a softball, please. In the lawnmower scene. mm Hmm. What does Roy think Ted is riding the lawnmower to remind him of, or to get close to? Mm. He's like, "What? What is Ted missing?" He said, "You might getting think close to it's a Ford or a Chevy, but in fact, it's a Dodge Ram. And it's a Dodge Ram, my friend. It's a Dodge Two Ram. points to Tom. Boom. I still <sighs> have the same amount of points that I had earlier. Question number five. Okay." Jamie is a lover of many things. Yes, he is. Fashion, football, footwear, but he's also a mother lover. We find out that he hits on Bummer Catch's mother oh, no. in front of his dad. Oh, no. What is her name? Oh, no. Can we do that again without cracking my voice? What is her name? <sighs> Denise. Janet. Ah, Janet! <laughs> he just says, like on Bluey. <laughs> Janet <laughs> and Rita. Give Janet my best. Ah. <laughs> I'm so bad at this. These are these are not easy questions, but yep. Don't make me feel better. hmm Alright. My fifth question to you. Mm-hmm. There is a scene where Keely is alone tying her shoes. Okay. And Roy walks in. Mm-hmm. What is Keely tying her shoes to? Keely is tying her shoes to an old video of her and Jamie. No, wait. It's of Roy's press conference of his retirement. That was a roller coaster ride. <laughs> you got the question right. I thought you were going to get it wrong. I bet. Good job. Good work, Tom. For those of you keeping score, has has three. I have zero. You got a uh, one. Yet? Please shout your. Uh, you this one. Your scores at the stereo. You got this one. Or man. Or at your headphones. What gift does Ted get from his son on? christmas okay i do know this <laughs> yeah it's one of those magnetic traveling dartboards yep and it does not work does not work bonus what does ted give henry a drone A drone very good all right i get two for that <laughs> yeah thank you and it's now three to two tom you shouldn't have given me a bonus question <laughs> you're playing right into my hands okay, gotta keep you keep you with it all this right. is why i have 12 questions i gotta keep you in it that's fair <laughs> question number six tom mm-hmm. This is a long one, so I'm gonna need you to focus. Okay? Yep. Butterfly. Nope. Number six. Question number six for what might be the win. Okay. (laughs) Does Ted's speech about growing up with the neighbor's dog and it dying make sense for the show (laughs) or the moment? Um, I'll read it again. Okay. Does Ted's speech about growing up with a neighbor's dog that scared him and then having to take care of it and the dog dying makes sense for the show or the moment. Now, in the moment, no. In the show, also no. The answer is no. The answer is that is correct, Tom. You got another point.
1: (laughs) I'm going to give you my
0: seventh question because it follows up on the sixth and it only makes sense. Okay. Question number seven. Okay. If you play the right music and slowly push in on Jason Sudeikis as he works his way through a childhood story and he makes his eyes watery, does that earn an emotional reaction? I'm. If you play the right music and slowly push in on Jason Sudeikis as he tells a confusing story about raising the neighbor's dog and the dog passing away, as Jason Sudeikis works his way through the story and makes his eyes watery. Does that earn you an emotional reaction? Um, can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, the the answer is yes, hundred percent. We've we've seen like Bill Lawrence, like his mo is that music and like kind of queuing it up and trying to make emotional moments work with music. He can definitely do it well. Bonus question, bonus question. That dog speech made no sense. I rewatched it again. I'm so confused. I don't know what they were going for. And he's like, oh, I hope in that way we like pass through Earl's life. I hope we got him to a better place. (coughs) No, you hit him with a soccer ball. I don't think he's in a better place. Well, I mean, he made the opportunity for um, who's a new pup that comes in? Macy Greyhound. Macy Greyhound. That's a great name. Yeah, Gave Macy Greyhound a job opportunity. (laughs) Alright, I just wanted to point out how... I appreciate uh, that. Alright, Jamie's dad has two friends he brings to the match against Manchester City. Name one of them. One of them is named Denbo Collins. What was the other name, and why is that his name? Bugs. Bugs. Bug. His name is Bug. His name is Bug. I should have paused. I'm sorry. You're good. You're fine. You got excited. You got one right. And he is named that way because he eats bugs for <laughs> a living. Nailed it. What an incredible life people live. All right, you've got a second one. I'll, I'll, do I'll do another watch. one. What famous football stadium does AFC Richmond play Manchester City in the FA Cup match? Oh, man, Tom. Why did you do this to me? <laughs> Uh, it's if you're a true soccer fan and a true fan of this show, because I know you've been looking up a lot of soccer, okay. a lot of footy, because you want to get like you know it, in it. It is an important stadium. It's two hundred square yards bigger. <laughs> it's a big one. I love how you there. got all these other facts of it. <laughs> and the name of that stadium is Abbey Road. No, it is Wembley. Ugh. Wembley. I never would have gotten that. Wembley Stadium. That doesn't even sound right to me. <laughs> okay. Wembley? Was it sure it wasn't Wembley? Wembley. All right. Question number eight. Okay. What insult does Roy say to Jamie that Jamie, it's like the breaking point for Jamie. He struggles with, because he's, mm, he's doing the fake agree yeah. with Roy. And then finally Roy says something to him that Jamie just cannot go along with. What it's... does he insult? It's um, it got it's between two. It's either the eyebrow or the hair, because it's something uh, something physical for Jamie. I think it's the hair. You have bad hair. Is it the hair? It's the hair. Yes, nailed it. Score is now five to two. I did too. Um, you'll get this one. Maybe I hope so. When Ted confides in the coaches or with the coaches about his panic attack. Each character goes around and confides something to Ted. What does Higgins share that he recently screwed up? Higgins messed up the time zones so that they did not get a brilliant Brazilian striker. Brilliantly done. When you said brilliant, I'm like, I appreciate the alliteration of brilliant Brazilian. Yep. That's how I'm going to get my waxes for now on. Uh, ooh. <laughs> we are saying some things. All right. I've got three. Tom's got five. Okay. Who owns Dubai Air, Tom? Ooh. it's an oil company. It's uh, it's not Shell, although it's based off of Shell, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Trill Trill uh, tri- tri- uh Cerillium, Cerillium, Cerillium Oil. You got there. You got there. I don't like losing, Tom. You're not losing. You're just not winning. In fact, I hate losing more than I like winning. Hey, but don't worry, man. I might give you that five hundred dollars. Oh, you bet. Uh um, let's see I put money on in this. Beard's After Hours episode. What very exclusive club does Beard take the pub boys to? Oh <laughs> it's like Oh, I hate you so much. <laughs> I'm so happy with these questions because I know you know most of these. Oh. You're just not finding them. Oh man. Alright. It is called The Honey and Vine. Okay, you got honey? I'll give you half a point. I'll give you one more chance. It's it's something and honey. Uh, Oak and honey. Mm, bones. Bones and honey. Bones and honey. Yes. Or it had that cool little, like it was like a honey jar with a little bone inside it. It's a cool little logo. I'm a fan of good logos. I was going to say Kingman, but I think that's a different British club. Different British club. Very exclusive. Very exclusive. All right. I have 3.5 and you have 6. <laughs> okay. How many more do you got? I got two more. I have one more. You have one more. Okay. So let me do mine. I'll Go do ahead. one more. Uh, according to Beard, how much does the human soul weigh? Ooh. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> another one on the tip of your tongue. Oh. It's in grams. I know it's in grams, it's, it's a metric system. Uh, Although, if you can give it to me in pounds, I would say 27 grams seems like a lot, so I'm gonna go with 2.7 grams, 21.3 grams. <laughs> Uh, you've got a very tiny soul, bro. Uh, I don't like this at all. All right. Alright. Last question, Tom. Bring it. You get this one right, you win it all. Nice. Because mathematically,
1: <laughs> you've well, already
0: won. Wait, what's the score? Uh six to three point five. Okay, well your last question is worth four. Oh, incredible. I love how this <laughs> game is played. It's all like uh Radio games work. You always give the person the chance to come back at the very end. Wait, does that math check out? Because if you get this one right, you're at seven. Oh, yeah. I, it doesn't, I, why did I ever doubt your math? You're a numbers guy. <laughs> Question number ten, Tom. Who is the villain of season two? I mean... <clears throat> depression? Nate? Panic attacks? Writing? <laughs> <laughs> um... I'm gonna tell you you got most of it right <laughs> okay. did you have more guesses um I mean I'll I'll say my my real guess would be depression depression is the worst okay depression is the right answer okay it's on there also acceptable this, this is a family feud style also on there also on there Michelle always up so for you Michelle is yeah, always always fear depression okay the success of season one <laughs> good one. that those are the villains of season two of uh, Tetra, so. i like it all right final question all right well this doesn't really have like a nice bow to kind of wrap it up but i'll be interested to see if you remember this one in no weddings and a funeral what specific breathing technique does dr sharon suggest ted use when he was having a panic attack it is uh. specific breathing method Right. It's a relaxation I'm gonna, I'm gonna breathing go, method. Well, I've you tried it. it on the pod. I've got it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I use go. it every day. Okay? okay. It's the 38, <laughs> 4, and 90. You hold your breath for 48 seconds. You said 38. Then you breathe out for 7, and then you hold it for 90. And by that, by the end of 90, you'd probably be pretty calm. <laughs> You're dead. I don't remember. You had the middle one right. Give it, give it a shot. Blank 7, Blank. uh, three, 7, five. <laughs> four, seven <eight. laughs> Oh, all right. Tom wins trivia again. You got two right, buddy. All right. The end score... Oh, no, you got three. You got three. Was... Three, four, I'm sorry. Five, do, do some math. We'll be... 7 to 6.5. <laughs> so close. So close. Oh, I'd love to do some trivia. All right. Well... That is all we have for this one. Mm-hmm. We enjoyed season two. We know most of the world did not. We had our gripes and complaints. No, I but... think if you actually go on, and I did this after we finished the season, because I think throughout this season, because we were watching it a little bit behind, like I purposely didn't go into like forums and all this kind of stuff, so I stayed away from it. But if you look at like the Rotten Tomatoes, which you know, I know people, some people hate it, like it. But like Rotten Tomatoes, like their score for second season was actually higher than it was like for the first. It was like a 90 versus a 95 or something like that. So I think there still is a big set of people that very much enjoyed the second season. I think it was just a different show than when we, when doing this pod and watching as many times as we have and have talked about it. I think it was a different show than we wanted or anticipated. Um, But I think it was still critically very much enjoyed. So, it's tough to catch the lightning in the bottle twice, as yeah. they say. But again, this is still been a fantastic show. I'm I'm assuming I haven't officially asked you. Uh but we're doing season three, right? We're gonna come back and continue our, our lasso adventure. Yeah, when is season three coming out? <sighs> Next year well, probably I guess it depends sometime. depends on what year this is. Yeah, it's true. We don't even know. We don't know. But yeah, we'll be back for that. In the meantime, uh, Tom and I, because we've enjoyed this so much, we'll probably be getting together to talk about other bits of media. What that is, we don't know. Yeah. If, DVD. If you have a movie you really like and you feel like we would like it, send us a message. Yeah, watch a movie. We'll watch a movie. We'll talk about it. This is a terrible way to end this, but <laughs> I don't really care at this point. <laughs> I lost in trivia. I hate losing. <laughs> I'm the beard of this podcast. You are, I man. I hate losing. This is true. But this has been an absolute joy to chat with you once again through a whole season, Tom. For I've, sure, man. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your friendship. hmm And whatever we end up talking about after this, I hope it's together. Well, I thought we weren't talking until season three started. Is that why you blocked me? on? Well- your samsung galaxy <laughs> very good is that what it is uh yeah on your sidekick Three? Oh wow that's a, that's a callback where's their sidekick three we've got uh, down probably. a road here probably but no again it's been it's been a blast i've very much enjoyed this season we'll we'll be back for next uh if you want to drop us a line uh until then you can find us on twitter at team binge uh you can also reach out via email at team binge podcast at gmail.com Uh, But keep an eye on there. Follow us there. I'm sure we'll have something else coming out, whether it's on the same feed or a new one. Um, We appreciate everybody uh, listening in and hope you have a wonderful new year. We'll see you for season three. Thank you. Have a wonderful new year. Bye. 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 Oh, no.